Welcome back, everybody. And guess what? Devin's not fired. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know it yet because you haven't finished the episode. But nope. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm totally clueless as to what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, Will Smith said at the end of the last one, he's like, <laughs> I, I said to him, like, man, I don't even know what I'm going to call this one. He's like, Devin's fired. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. That'd be so hilarious because you were out of town and I needed to fill in and yeah, he, he was available and it was a good conversation. Well, simultaneously, I still didn't feel like I justified the title, but we're bad at titles. Oh yeah. We're the worst. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I feel so dirty lately doing all this social media stuff. It <laughs> sucks. Like <laughs> It does, but it does help though. It like, does. It's... It's amazing. Like we've had a great month for downloads. I know you already talked about this. I, I, but I did it on the gram, but not a lot of everyone is on our Instagram. But if you're listening to this, know that we had our best month ever in January. For Jan- January? Oh, sorry. Uh, in June. <laughs> J. They're all J's. <sighs> is that? Oh, that was that fantastic. Not be foreshadowing. <clears throat> foreshadowing. We're going to have just complete crap Shit. months until crap months. until January comes. It'll be or, finally a good one. Or this episode's just going to be horse shit. <laughs> it may be. It may be. Who knows? Who knows? I don't because uh, we haven't recorded it yet and we don't edit anything. Uh, even though sometimes I feel like we should. But other times I'm like, no. Nah, it's nah. never been her jam. Like every podcast you get is honest unless we have to go to the bathroom or something and somebody were just like, okay, we'll shut it down until they get back. That's, yeah. that's basically it. Do you all know one of the things I hate about podcasts that have bathroom breaks and I'm glad we try to avoid them to the best ability possible is the, the changing conversation that happens between the stop and the re-record. They'll be on to something and then all of a sudden it's like, I got to take a bathroom break and then you come back and the conversation is go- it's it's gone. Go- it's gone. It's gone and a new one has started and you're in the middle of that one because they've already started talking. And I'm like, you never want to be the uh, guy that has to go to the bathroom. No, but if we have a guest here, it's one of my favorite things to be like, just go. We'll keep talking, or if any either of us got to go, and we just keep talking. Now we don't even, if we can help it, we don't edit that out because it just goes better. It flows better. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so you've done a couple times lately where you've had somebody fill in for me, and. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a premonition that it's going to happen more <laughs> as the summer goes on. It is going to, and you're going to see Will Smith come back. We're going to try and get Brian, Mike, whoever, just mm-hmm. to come and fill I'm, your spot. I'm going to turn into a special guest host. <laughs> this is going to be a strictly Mike podcast <clears throat> and with featuring Devin sometimes. I mean, I don't want that to happen. I no. want to keep doing this weekly. Hey, work is work. Just, uh, work is work, man. And, yeah, you know, I, thing, I know. Things are changing on the on the work front for both of us. Like not to get yeah. into not into get into specifics, but we're you know this this podcast has very much been as consistent as it has been because we've kind of been in a holding pattern, <laughs> like yeah. in in you in know work wise and in, yeah in in. In uh, extra podcast life, yes. right? In in the life outside of what you guys hear, not yeah. a whole lot has changed for us in the last year and a half. But, but that's changing. This, that's the season. This, this next month is again. going to be. Cha- we're going to do our best to have a weekly still. But if it doesn't happen, if it goes bi weekly, it's just the way it is. Like mm-hmm. fucking pay us. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, oh, you'd have to pay a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like right, yeah. like it's. Uh, it's one of those things where like this how is much, a passion how much, project. How much would you 
would you, if hypothetically we could, say a number of this is how much you want a week to do a weekly podcast? Like just each episode. So each episode you get really paid this much a week. Oh, that's, I've if never thought. Hypothetically. I've, I've never thought about it before. Because I mean, I like you would have to, I would have to judge by how much, like, because the reason I'm not able to do it here for however long is because I'm going to be working out of town. Yeah. Working your sack off. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm, you know, I'm heading into a, a busy season with my business where we're, our business model is changing and we're going to be working more outside of town and I'm not going to be back, you know, sometimes for five, six days at a time. So that's, yeah. you know, in, in the, the, the day that I'm back, it's not like it's going to be like, Hey honey, you know, Ow. I'm sorry, but I got to go to a gold podcast. <laughs> I say a thousand a week. If I was going to get a week, a thousand a week, like just for one, mm-hmm. I would guarantee one a week if I was getting a thousand dollars, I was getting a thousand. That means you'd be getting a thousand too. So that's, yeah, it would be easier. Like, yeah, like that would definitely grease. We'd zoom it in. We'd, that would definitely we'd grease the wheels, man. <laughs> we would phone it in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was not thinking that high at all. But I, I mean, I like I like your vision. Just go for it. Whole hog. Throw mm-hmm. something, throw a number at the wall, see what sticks. Yeah, you give us Unfortunately, our current budget for uh, for, for paying ourselves it's is- negative. It's, it's, it's a negative. negative. It's costing us money to do this shit. Yes. But yeah, I, I would totally <laughs> do this $1,000 a week. And that, that's a, that's one episode. You want more than that? Okay. Now we're looking at, you know, subsidizing the time yeah. working. But if you ever wonder why sometimes you have a podcast that seems like it's going great, seems like it's on a, on like a streak mm-hmm. and you're, you, you listen every week and then all of a sudden it just kind of like goes away. It. Oh, I hate it. It's, it's because of this, right? Yeah. Podcasts are not money makers. Like no. it's, it's not one of those things unless it's a really big platform. Yeah. And this is and, this and is and what you're people just do. All the sponsors, and that's what you're. If it's yeah. your livelihood, yeah. But this is not. You know, ninety nine percent of the people that do this is there's there's no livelihood involved. No. It's passion project, and passion projects change due to life circumstance. Yeah. With that being said, we're going to continue to do weekly, even if I got to bring somebody in. To for now, anyway. Me. For now. Unless, unless it becomes too hard for you to sustain too, right? Because yeah. you, you're having to change your pace as well. Yeah, change-ish. I'll just, I, I, I do it from my phone. I, I could. I could record it on my phone. <laughs> you could go full north, full just uh, messed get, up tales of a northern boy. <laughs> I would get a half decent uh, microphone. And then if I, I'm in a truck with a dude who I work with, who I find interesting, I'd be like, you and I are recording <clears> a podcast <throat> or Zoom just a bunch, do yeah. a bunch of Zoom things and just, yeah, I'll try and do whatever it takes to make this continue. But at the same time, there is going to be a bit of a change in the next couple of months. I say couple of months because I think yeah. we got time. And you may or may not feel it, but mm-hmm. I know for us, it's going to feel different. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still fun and studios here, we're still working it. We'd, it's still fun. That's the thing. It is. Yeah. Yes. I'm not bored with this. I know we're a year in. And even the ones that are kind of boring, they're still fun. <laughs> We're well over a year now. I know. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. So it's we, wild. It is so much fun too. Um, but yeah, I'm not bored yet. But we've had a busy couple of weeks here. You were out of town. Yeah. You yeah, went I was. down south, which is why I had to get Will Smith on. Um, you, I want to say you went on vacation, <laughs> but you did more than just go on vacation. You yeah, did go va- on vacation. Vacation was a byproduct. Yeah. You have, you don't do vacations well. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. You, you, um, 
you have a little bit of your father in you where you work very hard until you don't, but <laughs> most of the time you're working very, very hard. So, um, why, why did you choose to take a vacation where you did when you did? Okay. All right. So let's just cat out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I have converted to, um, Eastern Christian Orthodoxy. And so, uh, my trip down South was to go to the parish where I did catechumen classes and got to know the, the parish and the priest and stuff like that. And they did something called chrismation, you know, and through that ritual brought me into the Orthodox church. Interesting. Yes. Now for people who do not know, uh, did they did they have a face to your name? Like they kind of knew you through Zoom calls, but never actually seen you in person. Or no, they had a there, face to my name. They did have a face. You've met yep. them down there before, and <clears throat> yes. Okay, I wasn't sure because I I don't know, and so... yeah. So, in the last two years or so of my time in the motorcycle club, any time I was down there, I was actually visiting uh, either Orthodox monastery or parish. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, so that was always my side quest. Like that was the thing that I was going down to do for me to, <laughs> to recharge my batteries. Yeah. Um, because like a lot of our time in the motorcycle club, when we were doing stuff, going to. to oh, you were, you to, were pouring yeah, out. Yeah. You were constantly pouring out. Like it was as the, you know, the OGs of the area sort of thing. Like everybody looked to you as, you know, for, for guidance, for mentorship. Um, you were kind of like there to, you were there to mentor, you were there to pour out. Yeah. But you can only do that so long before you start to tap out. Yeah. And I never, I, for a long time, I actually didn't have anything in. Yeah. You you were pouring out what you had. And I had, and I, and I had stopped (laughs) and I had stopped really any form of spiritual input. Yeah. And so once you got to the point where you poured everything else out, well, <laughs> it's really hard to pour out when you have nothing <clears throat> left in you. Yeah. And like, I'm sure you guys um, who are longtime listeners can remember the episode, uh, Deconstruction, All the Cool Kids Are Doing It. Um, yeah. So that, that stoppage <laughs> in spiritual input, spiritual flow, spiritual life, for me, coincided with that time with that time of faith, crisis, deconstruction, questioning beliefs, all that stuff. So through all that, in our in our day-to-day life, in the, the ministry that was the Christian Motorcycle Club, so I was, I, I, you know, I was, I was still on the outpour, but going through just an entire stoppage, blockage, faith crisis of my own in the background. Yeah, it would be a lot better if you didn't do that. Yeah, right? Like, would have made idiot. my life easier. Idiot. <laughs> Don't do things the way I do them. Yeah, should have called you hard way. <laughs> we had a friend we called hard way because he had to learn everything the hard way. And it, and it kind of rhymes with his last name. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my time down in the Lower Mainland, because no, there is no Orthodox churches here. Is it, what's, the, what's the closest one to here? I'm the, quite sure there's some in Alberta close the by. Closest, the closest uh, parish to us is in Edmonton. Really? Yeah. Um, there is a small group in Grand Prairie that I have not um, been able to interact with that is building, building something that's kind of like, uh, I think they're... They're on the cusp of forming a parish there, but it's still very much in that kind of like 
I don't know exactly the right way to say it. I'm not necessarily missional, not necessarily apostolic, but it's just in that formative stage, right? Where you're yeah. trying to build a community that's sustainable. Still a virgin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been fucked with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> You totally, totally threw me off my train of thought with that one. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Uh, uh, we got to yeah. keep this blue collar. Uh, <laughs> so the next one closest to us from that yet is uh, Kelowna. And it's a little, I don't know why, but for some reason, Vancouver is less out of the way than Kelowna. It is. It's just as long to get to Vancouver as it is to get to Kelowna. It's weird. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not really weird because our, we, only, we only, we only have one, flies, we only so have much one closer. major highway that goes south from us, right? It's yeah. Like it's, it's the one that goes through Prince George and that major, major highway goes directly to the lower mainland. And when you get to Cache Creek, then you need to make a hard left over to Kamloops and then from Kamloops jump over to another highway, which brings you to Kelowna. Yeah. So it. You, the, the, our main highway just drifts so far to the west that yeah. it brings you further and further and further away from Kelowna, even though as the crow flies, it is closer. Oh yeah. Much closer. It, it is, if, if yeah. I was going to put it in terms, it would be three hours closer by way the crow mm-hmm. flies. But for some reason... It is, it is out of the way to go there. Exactly. But if this was all about convenience, this wouldn't be the, what I did at all. <laughs> yeah. You'd just keep it Catholic. You'd just, you'd just be like, I'm just going to be Catholic. Yeah. I mean, and, and that was for a long time. That was in the cards. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you remember? It was, it was probably a w- winter two years ago. Like I kind of, we were, we were sitting, we were doing vapor barrier at a place in Charlie Lake. And I was like, yeah, brother, I, th- I think I might. I think I might be Catholic. <laughs> I remember it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think you are. Well, I mean, but it was, there was the debate, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I had fallen in love with orthodoxy. Yeah. But it was like, this is all so far away, you know, if if I was meant to be it, like, it would it would be easier. <laughs> it, was, it was almost the sensation, the feeling, yeah. right? And... Catholicism shares a lot with orthodoxy and I knew I had like a lot of Catholic brothers in the motorcycle club that I was close with, um, that were like helping understand a lot of the things that shared and listening to a lot of Catholic podcasts and seeing Catholicism through a new light Yeah. post, you know, post, you know, faith crisis sort of thing. And so... Like, I feel like I understand it so much more than I used to. And there's something really beautiful about it. But there's also something that is like a, there's also something there that is like an intangible block that I'm like, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I have found myself listening to more and more, I don't know, not more, one singular podcast that is Catholic above all is the Pints with Aquinas one. I've been really getting into that one. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a charming fella and is like, interesting to listen to and he has okay. great topics. Like, And he's very um, surprisingly accepting, even though I know a lot of evangelical, non-denominational Christians are very, uh, they're very tribal 
yeah. the way that they look at the Catholic and the Christian faith is very separate in many ways. And where they turn around and be like, well, now, I know it may not have been historically very accepting of people like, hey, we don't agree on a lot of things, but we can agree that this thing over here is, is crazy, uh, which is the world uh, as we see it and know it. So I, I am starting to see a value in building relationships with people that I may not agree on the, uh, theology Theo- Jesus. I love Jesus. We don't agree on, I don't know, Mary being a saint or whatever. I don't know. Some things. They see her a little bigger than that. Mm-hmm. I do see her as the original first Christian above all because she had Jesus in her life before anybody. It sounds <laughs> or, pretty saintly to me. It does. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I'm like, it's there are things we can disagree with while simultaneously treat each other the way that we want to be treated. Now, something that a non-denominational person like myself might ask is why Why do you got to go through this, such an effort? You already got Jesus. You have a firm understanding of a lot of evangelical, non-denominational, uh, Protestant. Okay, you have a very high understanding of Protestant view of the Bible. Why do you got to go through all this effort to be part of a group that you're not even going to be fully accountable to and, and, and engaged with? That is a fantastic question. I wish you would have asked me that a week and a half ago. <laughs> no, you don't. Re- I like, hope. You really missed your boat there on this. This is a fantastic <laughs> argument. I thought you thought of it. That's all. I was like, oh, Kevin's you'd got think, an answer for this. You'd think. <laughs> okay. There, there's a, there's actually a couple, a couple different angles to that. <clears throat> yeah. I figured you had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I just assumed before. Ah, all right, calm down. That was... I just have too much fun fucking with you there. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, so I guess the... F- Man, how do you answer this succinctly? <laughs> that, is, that is a good question. I mean, like you could say, like, if you can't answer succinctly, what the hell are you doing? No, so, <laughs> no. Some things are complicated. <laughs> some things are complicated. And I'm I'm sure, as you can probably, maybe you can guess, maybe you can't, but it had a lot to do with the quote unquote deconstruction or apostasy or loss of faith. Mm-hmm. It had a lot to do with that um, because that period of my life coincided with a lot of questioning, um, a lot of questioning rhetoric, a lot of questioning um, dogmas or beliefs or things like that, that were part of this kind of like, I don't know, you could call non-denominational um, evangelicalism, but there's, there is there is a common thread throughout it all, right? Even when there's small disagreements on like, okay, well, predestination or free will or things like that, right? Yeah. But there's a, there is a pretty broad base of theological understanding that we all share. And I just stopped buying any of it. (laughs) Just, it just, it just stopped, right? Even bad enough taste in your mouth that you're like, I can't even. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why like I stopped going to the church that you go to. Like it was my home church, like yep. for many, many years. But yeah. like that was, that was the setting. That was the home <laughs> where all of this doubt festered and all of this unanswered or badly answered questions came from. 
and it just left a really bad taste in my mouth. And I can't go back to that without reigniting all of those, all of those doubts, all of that feeling alien. <laughs> like mm -hmm. It all comes back. And especially being able to do this from so far away, like remotely, <laughs> um, engaging in Catholic and Orthodox thinking, engaging in Catholic and Orthodox theology and the, the different, the different parts of it that are very different than, than, um, Protestantism, mm. it gave not like new answers to faith, but it was just such a change in flavor that re-encountering those things no longer produced the the reflex of doubt. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so that would have been why that was a good avenue for me to reapproach faith. But that's still not enough reason to convert, <laughs> you know, or anything yeah. like that, right? Like I could just keep doing what I've always, like what I've been doing for the last several years and kind of have this, um, kind of have this, not ecumenical, that's not the right word, but this smorgasbord, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> ecumenical added, sounds better, yeah, but the smorgasbord the is a little more accurate. The smorgasbord, uh, what is the word? The smorgasbord approach to Christianity where I just pick the things I like, you know, yeah, and discard things I don't. And like, it just like, I have full control of my... It sounds very lazy to me. Yeah. It's, That's, I, it's lazy Christianity. Yeah, I've got, I've got full control of my practices, my devotions, my obedience. Like, is that really obedience when you're just being like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm going to repeat that. Or yeah. that looks cool. I'm going to wear that. Yeah. Or I don't like that part, so I am going to completely shove it D off to the disregard. side and do all this other stuff while pretending like that's not part of me. It's it's kind of disingenuous. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like I became the arbiter of my own faith. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, and I don't know any Christians that do that. Nobody. Like, nobody. Every single person that I go to church with is very intentional about their faith. And they... <laughs> Yeah. And so it's, uh, you know, like that's what I've been doing yeah. and I don't think it was bad for the time that it was, mm -hmm. but it didn't fulfill, it didn't fulfill my real longing. No. And so I realized that even though, even though like this smorgasbord approach to faith, mixing my, mixing my past, mixing my doubt, mixing Catholicism, mixing orthodoxy, mixing Bapticostal evangelicalism, like all, all together into one kind of thing that I could just have for myself and not go to church. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, that's not fulfilling. And I know you have called me out on a number of occasions. Oh, you know? I do my, I do my best. <laughs> yeah. Of, of, of kind of having that kind of sort of cop out Christianity, Yeah, you know, and I haven't fought you on it. I don't think. You got no grounds. Like <laughs> you probably do. I'm just being. <clears throat> but no, they're, they're... I mean, uh, but it's it, but it's because because I because this, I know <laughs> deep down, like I know you're right, <laughs> right. But but you also see. But my I heart. also but you see I my also heart when I'm doing it right. Oh, 100. I'm, I'm like, not doing you're, it. To you're be not being an asshole. You're not being a dick. You're you you're as a good brother looking out for me. Yeah. But. Yeah, you're, you're like you're right, and it's one of those things where I've been like, 
I've, I've tried to be like, I know you're right, but the church I want to go to doesn't exist here. Yeah. And I haven't, I never put it in those words. No. I get, I get it. I just, I'd be, I'd be cautious not to put such a church, even the <clears throat> Eastern Orthodox into that kind of pedestal of, oh, if I could be going there. Mm-hmm. Like, is that, is that an end goal in your, your realm of what you want to be at getting to the point of one day being close enough or being partic- uh, participat- participatory? Participatory. Uh, in something like that? Is that is it a goal of yours or is it just kind of, hey, this is where I'm at right now, uh, 10 years, 5 years, whatever down the line, I will find myself within a community such like that? Or is it just kind of, this is where I'm at day by day? Well, I mean, at this point, at this point, that would be an oath break. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, or at least a, a break in, yeah, it, yeah, that would be an oath break. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so there is there is an element to this that is a commitment of conscience. Mm-hmm. That uh, that was part of that was part of the 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 prayers and ceremony of being chrismated. Okay. Know? So it's uh, yeah, like I can't I can't say where I'm gonna be in X amount of years or what the end goal is or oh, I finally hear this is like so good. Yeah, like it's, I, 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 <clears throat> right? I, that's a red flag to me when people think like that. Well, yeah, because I mean, we've used this analogy before, but it's like being married, like, right? Like is the, is your wedding day the end goal? Yeah. <laughs> like obviously being married is an oath and, uh, yeah. and, uh, a goal and a means unto itself that you are committed to. And in, you know, and except for very special, <laughs> very abnormal s- scenarios that are, that break that that break that bond. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not supposed to just toss it aside because you found something better that you like more, yeah. right? Like it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we've had that conversation. That that was a very interesting one because you called me out. You're like, oh, you're thinking this way, but you're thinking it is incorrect. It's like, oh, if you just like, uh, for instance, so you finding a woman like your wife, but every in every single way better. It's like, well, you know, you love your wife for that reason, and you were like, no, I made a commitment here. It doesn't matter about any other woman because my commitment is here. Mm-hmm. So that that like you said, it was an oath break of this is where you made your oath. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. And so I mean that was a. <laughs> you, you've corrected my thinking, and yeah. I appreciate and, it. And I tell you though, like there was a very hard conversation that that my wife and I had, like the morning that we were leaving to go south. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like it was, like ah, I feel bad for talk. I just go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so apart from a couple other things that were mixed into it, that is her business and I'm not going to share with the world. Yeah. But one of the things that was kind of like articulated out of like this kind of ball of wondering and stress and and being like, how do we finally find the right words to engage in a conversation, right? Because, you know, you can feel things without yeah. without articulation. Yeah. And I th- some of that was going on for for a while leading up to this. Yeah. Like we had other areas of, of great articulation, great conversations where we were on the same page, but there was this one that was below the surface. There was a conversation that must be had yeah. that you had to find the time and the space. Oh, yeah, like five minutes before you're supposed to go and delays your trip by an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens. It never happens. <laughs> right? But, I mean, it was. I'm glad it did. It was worth the delay. Yeah. But where it was like, yeah, like there's the worry that this is – just a thing you're doing to feel like you're belonging after losing a place of belonging. 
Fair question. Yeah, very fair. Very fair question. Like, are you just doing this to feel like you belong in a group? Because that's not a good enough reason. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've been there. We've been there. Exactly. We've been <laughs> there. We've we've stayed in a group that we had, you know, like maybe oh. not maybe not an oath with, but we had like a bond, a bond, right? Yeah. Like a, a real felt like covenant relationship. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's not even, maybe that's not too strong a language. Maybe that's correct. And, and been hurt and disappointed and, you know, and parted with, right? Like, mm-hmm. is this just a, is this just a placeholder for that same long longing? Yeah, trading addictions kind of idea. Yeah. So that was, having it put in those exact terms was a bit of like a, mm, not how do I get out of this, <laughs> but it was like one of those, like, okay, you have to check your heart and explain what your real longing is. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I found it in that moment. I was like, it was, it was one of those things where it was, ah, how, damn it, made this all difficult, stupid questions. <laughs> I have been longing to taste the Eucharist. Interesting. Yeah. The mystic. The, the yeah, the, the mystic bread, the, the, the body and blood of Christ. I have been longing to participate in it in what I feel is the true spirit and time and context for it. Not, mm-hmm. not you know, merely a metaphor, but something that is symbolic, mysterious, and real, and something that has effect, or has, yeah, has affect, and all of us are doing that, participating together in it. That is something that does not exist in the Protestant world. That's one of the big divides between Protestantism and Catholicism and Orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. I have been longing for the sacraments. Hmm. And some of them I will only experience once in my life, like chrismation, <laughs> you know, yeah. or like baptism, which I didn't get. They they honored my baptism from Oh, pretty good. From my youth, right? Like that yeah. wasn't something they were like, oh no, you're not baptized the right kind of way. <laughs> you didn't reuse the right words. <clears throat> you didn't get me baptized in the yeah. name of just Jesus. It was... Some people think. <laughs> Sorry. I got to rip on them. Yeah. Cause... I mean, no, I mean, it was, it was, it was very clear. They, they asked like, have you been baptized in, in the name of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Like yeah. that was, yeah. that was, that was a cl- very clear thing that was asked, right? Yeah. But yes, I have been, you know, yeah. like, and and they on and they were like, "Yeah, you're good." Yeah, they're like, "So yes. they're they're not trying to disregard the God of the the Bible that your previous uh, no. faith." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to say previous faith because it doesn't sound right, but at the same time, your your previous uh, your yeah, past. It, it wasn't like it wasn't like oh, you've been a heathen up until this moment, and you finally found <laughs> the true church, and therefore. <laughs> you know, we're going to redo this right from the beginning because everything you've done up to this point doesn't count. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it's not that, it's not that I've spent my life shadow boxing because I haven't. Yeah. But there's, 
I mean, this is going to sound, maybe this is going to sound really pretentious or this is going to sound like elitist or anything like that, but I'm just speaking from my, my experience. Yeah. My faith isn't full, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's like the baptism was one part of, of entering into the faith and I just mm-hmm. haven't finished the journey. <laughs> Is, is kind of the kind of the feeling. Haven't finished the journey in. And maybe maybe I've always been called here. Like maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is new. I, I don't know. It, it's a mystery. I, I really do think callings are like flows. You're not always in the same calling all the time. Yeah. But you, you it's all br- it, but it's all bringing it. you downhill, right? Yeah. You're you're going a direction and it's just you're called to this place in this moment for this time, but you're not always going to be called for that moment in that time. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, if you miss the boat, you sometimes miss the boat. There's nothing. You're not called to something. You're just <clears throat> called to something different than yeah. what you see. Um, yeah. So I want to experience and participate in the sacraments. Um, one of them being baptism, which I've done before. Do you, do you, you find know, it and, to be a lot more challenging than, than the, uh, Protestant branches of Christianity? Well, I mean, there's, there's more to it. Like there is more, so it's more complicated, but, or is it well, more? I mean, it's 2000 years of, 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 uh, kind of collected history and tradition. So yeah, it's, it's also complicated. An- answer theolo- <laughs> but it's also a lot of answer theology. It's like they have, it's like, oh, you have a question? Trust me, we have an answer for it. Honestly, that's been one of the things that I've loved about this the most is that that's not the case. <laughs> really? That surprises me. Yeah. So a lot of times. Get your shit together, guys. Come on. <laughs> a lot of times the answer is. Well, we don't really know. It's a mystery. Ah, what a cop out. <laughs> but okay, Ex- explain the Trinity to me. No, <laughs> we don't really know. It's a mystery. Well, I, <laughs> like, I, my we've best, got... my best explanation for it is um, just as God is three persons in one, we are three persons in one. I am both a Father and a Son, and my spirit or the my influence on people is found when I am in a room. So if said, I can be a father to some and I can be a son to others. And so there, it's not that I'm two separate beings. I'm the same person. <clears throat> and how I influence a room when I walk in is the spirit I carry. So the influence I have on the people yes. around me, that's my best and I know it's still dog shit. Right. So exactly. <laughs> like it's, so that's one of the differences between orthodoxy and Catholicism in spirit mm-hmm. is Catholicism is very rooted in Western scholasticism. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's got like that, that Latin, it's very scientific language. It's very yeah. precise. Like the mentality of it is to, is to find these answers and articulate them in as clear a way as possible. Mm-hmm. And that turns very complicated with some things. And um, the ability to do that kind of complicated theology is there. But there's also more of a willingness to let it go in, oh, say... That's nice. It's it's a mystery, <laughs> you know. That's nice. I like that. So I really do. Because if you try to explain absolutely every single thing, it's like, oh, you just have all the answers then. Yeah. You're not willing to say, I don't know. And having a willingness to say, I don't know, it's a mystery. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. And I mean, and maybe some people will think that's a cop out and they would just say like, that sounds like a really Western thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we like answers. <clears throat> yeah, we do. In our Western culture, we can't just take, I don't know as an answer. 
It's like, I'm sorry, you're you're following a faith that even the people above you don't understand? And you're like, yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so it was like for some things like, say, tradition, like there's lots of answers to answer like when you ask questions about, well, why do we do this? Why do you do that? There's answers for a lot of that. But when it comes down to, when it comes down to like the nitty gritty about the relationship between God and us or what God is and stuff like that, it's really, really like that. Those are hard things to nail down in a way that is like, in a way that fits into, you know, this kind of like finite mindset, right? Yeah. Without contradicting yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and therefore undercutting your argument that you're trying to make so stringently or without missing stuff. And so there's, there's more of a tendency to do stuff, something called apophatic theology, which is, pardon me, which is, um, a Greek word for negative theology. It's sometimes, sometimes more helpful to, when you're trying to talk about God, to say stuff that he's not rather than stuff he is (laughs) rather than saying like hard and fast, like, Oh, well God is love. And then you're like, well, I mean, does he love sin? Like, does he (laughs) love like when you do bad things to each other? Like, you know, what what, loves it all. Right. So it's maybe better to say God doesn't want you to burn in hell. Right. That's your choice. Like there's still lots of possibilities for you to wind up, you know, um, damned that doesn't violate the positive qualities of God or doesn't violate the fact that he doesn't want you to, to, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to go to hell or something like that. To become annihilated. To become annihilated or, or whatever. Right. So, I mean, that's just like a very, very, like one thing to say, but like there's kind of a whole tradition of doing theology through apophatic means of, of it easier to say, it's easier to tell the absence of God to find out how to move rather than it is to say like, Oh, that's what God wants me to do. You know, like how many times, how many times in your life have you heard somebody say hard and fast, God called me to do this. (laughs) Right. And you're like, Oh, it's, that's my red flag. Yeah. Right. But if somebody was to say, God doesn't want me to cheat on my wife. God doesn't want me to be dishonest. God doesn't want me to, that's, that's, to murder my brother. None of those are right? red flags. None of those are red flags. And those are all, those are all statements you can make to help you make a right move. Yeah. That is different than saying hard and fast, the Lord told me to say this <laughs> or uh, that or stuff like that, right? the Lord. I've heard so many thus say it, the Lord's like terrifying me now. As an adult who's learned a little bit, I'm like, if somebody speaks that, I'm listening because I want to be like, oh, how much heresy are you going to say right now? Mm-hmm. And most, most of the time, they yeah. can be followed by some horrible heresy taken. Yeah. Oh, right. Love your, so love your Christian yeah. brothers, love your Christian <laughs> brothers in spite of themselves. Yeah. So, you know, thinking about God in an apophatic way or thinking about how to function in the world as a Christian in an apophatic way is a way to, is a way to properly move without pinning yourself or pinning God into those moments of heresy. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
I, so I, see, I was worried you're going to go a different direction with that idea. It's like, oh, negative theology. It's like, okay, which what is he going to say? And then you're like, no, knowing what not to do. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm digging it down with that. I'm <laughs> not finding any disagreement here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, so it's like learning to think in a slightly different way about these things has been really helpful uh, as as a means to rebuild faith. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and it comes to a point where it comes to a point where, you know, like that relationship with that way, <laughs> as well as that desire to participate in some stuff like the, the sacraments or the mysteries. Yeah. And, um, have a way of life, a way of being that isn't my own smorgasbord. Like, the, yeah, yeah it, it it comes to a point where you kind of need to piss or get off the pot. Yeah, I do have a couple questions on that. Is um, we have spoken to Chris Date, who is a very smart person who knows the Bible quite well, mm-hmm. uh, both in Latin, Greek, and all that other stuff that we don't know. Um, this this leads to another question, so it's not a mm-hmm. tear on them in any way. But where what is their line when it comes to hell? Do they believe in conscious eternal torment, or is it? Uh, uh, annihilationism, as Chris Day says, and uh, what are the consequences for not believing as they do? Is there is it like a hard and fast, like, this is what we believe, and if you want to believe the way that we do and be part of this organization, you need to believe this. So you don't even get to answer the first part. The first part is kind of <laughs> <laughs> leave it alone, if you like. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, well, I mean, I'll say, like, as far as what what they believe about the the exact details of of afterlife and um, heaven and hell and, and all that stuff is it's a mystery. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> um, that's how, how 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 do you how do you know, right? Like oh, I agree. Like I, I mean, agree. like like Dante is a brilliant work of fiction. Or I mean, it's, it's fiction. Sorry, no, yeah. it's it's fiction. Okay, yeah, fiction. It's a brilliant work work of artistic theological fiction. That is birthed out of the Western, the Western movement, the Western mindset, right? Yeah. So that, that concept of hell, that Dantanian concept yeah. of, of hell, fire, pitchforks, seven layers, all that stuff. That was, that was birthed out of the, the mindset of the West. Yeah. The East doesn't have the same thing exactly. Like yeah. it's, it forms differently. It's like, it's thought of, it's thought of more as. More as Hades, more as of the of the grave, of the kind of the this nebulous this nebulous dark thing that that separates the damned from life, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like they're still somehow there present, but in a very faded <laughs> faded sort of way. Okay. Um, and like I mean, we read we read uh, a book in over Easter for the AC podcast called, uh, the gospel of Nicodemus, you know, and there was this fictional sort of, uh, for sort of work that we read about the harrowing of hell sort of thing. Right. So that was very much in a concrete way talking about it's, it, there's this tradition of Christ going to Hades, you know, when he died and bringing out, um, the, the saints that, that were there. Yeah. And like now, now afterwards, since Christ, like the thief on the cross, they now go and exist in in heaven in in 
in Christ sort mm-hmm. of thing, right? So it's it's hard to say like like they they can't like they can't tell you like oh you must believe exactly this yeah <laughs> or we're kicking you out when it's such a nebulous thing to begin with yeah um I think what they would have a harder what there would be a bigger problem of doing is doing something like what her friend Chris Date was of saying hard and fast nope the Bible teaches annihilationism <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um I mean there's you can definitely, he showed us some very compelling, yeah, scripture. some very compelling scripture and thoughts and logic that would make it seem so. And I don't think it's necessarily incompatible, but they would say like, it's, it's a really bold claim to say that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what, what the faith is, has taught in the Bible. It always teaches and everybody's got it wrong since. Yeah. Right? I, like I, it would, oh, the so, revisionist history that we live in right now of everything was wrong up until this moment. And I understand it the way that they did or in the past. Mm-hmm. It, listen to any history podcast right now. Yeah. They all do the same thing over and over again of all of history is wrong. Exactly. So, I mean, like you can, you can maybe start to like work through it and maybe like apophatic sort of ways where yeah. you're like, well, like doesn't really matter if you're annihilated or if you're damned forever. Yeah. Like in a sense, they both almost accomplish the same thing. However, like we all know and can sense in, in a deep way that there's, it's more than just lights out, you know, you're dead lights out. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. And we don't really know exactly what all of, you know, like the, the apocalyptic literature is, is saying, right? A lot of that is a mystery. A lot of that is, is said in such a way that it's meant to obscure, you know, what, what is going to happen. So we can kind of say that, well, yes, we know that the afterlife for the damned is something. We don't really know what it's going to be. Yeah. So why, why put all that effort into hard and fast? Yeah. This is exactly well, what it says. I think a lot of people, they like to use fear as a weapon to bring people to Jesus. It's like, oh, if you're not afraid of hell, then, then what are you doing? And I know that yeah. there are Christians out there who base their faith on the fear of hell, which is really unfortunate. But at the same time, gets them to Jesus, maybe maybe there's something more to it than that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they use that as their, their, they use that as their catalyst without actually understanding that the love of Jesus is what really drew them in. I don't know. Or yeah. hoping that there was, yeah. it, and, and I'm or sure, kept them. and kept I'm them. sure Not so much you drew can, them in, but kept them. Yeah. And I'm sure you can find an Orthodox theologian that will come along and, you know, and maybe say the exact same thing as, 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 as Mr. Date, or we'll say something differently or say something entirely different than I'm doing. So right? they have, they have room for conversation. There's room for conversations a bit more like Judaism. Okay. Like there's room for conversations about those things as long as it doesn't violate certain principles, like, like who God is, Trinitarian and like, like, yeah. like the, you know, like, like really the hard and fast thing is the Nicene Creed, Right. Like that's, that's very, very much the standard is Hmm. as far as like, these are like, these are things you got to hold to. Yeah. Like you can't toss these out without stepping outside of orthodoxy. Hmm. If I may ask, is there anything, uh, that stands in the Nicene? I don't know it. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I'm still struggling to memorize it. It's okay. Because like, I mean, I spent so long memorizing the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. For the club and just the fact that like that's, it's a big part of Catholicism, Anglicanism, Lutheranism. Like it's it's the Apostles' Creed is actually really popular in a lot of Protestant. Yeah. Um, in a lot of Protestant churches and stuff like that, right? So it's something that was so familiar to me. That is hard to like, okay, here's a new creed. I've read the creed several, like, I'm not even just several times. I read it like at least once a week, Yeah, you know, as, as part of my prayer rule or things like that. Right. Um, maybe I should just pull it up. Yeah. I'm curious about it. Maybe I should just pull it up, but it's, it's, it's longer and wordier than the apostles creed. So it is harder for me as a new, new orthodoxy. You know, I mean, I mean that, or just as somebody who is addled by the the ill effects of smartphones for the last 20 years. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. To, to memorize, like, how good is your memory now? Mm-mm. No, no. Like, Einstein had a saying where anything I can find in a book, I will not memorize. And now we've, <laughs> we've projected that onto the internet, which means we memorize nothing, which is horrible. I know we just quoted Einstein, but, you know, I get there, there's exceptions. <laughs> I do have to say, I have people come up to me and I was like, what's going on with Devin? And I'm like, I defend you. Oh, really? The, oh, I have people. How so? Like, what is going on with Devin? Because they see you going in your faith in these ways. They don't see you at church. They don't see you in these ways. And I'm like, he is very intentional about her faith, his faith. And I'm like, I stand yeah. with him. Well, I mean, yeah, I imagine there's guys that are wondering, like, maybe why am I not at Evangel anymore? Or wait, maybe why am I not joining them at the journey? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or things like that. Like, if I was going to church here, it would be at the Anglican. Yeah. Like that would be, that would be the church that I would go to here in Fort St. John. Yeah. But um, with, with that, I just tell them, <clears throat> Devin is taking his faith very seriously. He is not, he is not doing this lightly. He is not taking it, you know, just it's like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian still, but not putting any time in. Cause I know people like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they say they're Christians, but. Yeah, but I imagine, I imagine to my average friend, they're wondering what's going on. I've played this very close to the chest. Yeah. And it's really awkward talking about on camera. I haven't wanted this to be a source of content. No, and, it's, and that's the thing. I'm like, like I, I, I am genuine. Heck, if we don't release this, that's fine. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, like, it's, I want to learn more about the stuff. All right. All right. Okay. So I'm going to read the Nicene Creed here. This is off of the website GoArch, which is the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of America. Yep. Super official. (laughs) I believe in one God, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, begotten of the Father before all ages, light of light, true God of true God, begotten, not created, of one essence with the Father, through whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and became mad. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate and suffered and was buried, and he rose on the third day according to the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. His kingdom shall have no end. And in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the creator of life, who proceeds from the Father, who together with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who spoke through the prophets, in one holy Catholic Catholic and apostolic church, 
I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. Amen. It's really funny because I think of the Apostles' Creed and how there is room for discussion. Like there's a lot of like, oh, well, I don't agree with like um, who died and went to hell, descended into hell. Descended into hell, yeah. And, and, and three days rose again. Uh, where I'm like, okay, well, the Bible doesn't say he descended directly into hell, even though there's there can be there's discussion there, but at the same time, it's like it's fine. Mm-hmm. Where that didn't sound like there was, it's like okay, no, I I agree with all these things, minus the Catholic part because I don't think you need to be that exclusive. But at the same time, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> but that's the thing, like it's very yeah. like no, this is what we believe. And it, there's not a lot of discussion language in there. Like, it's like, hey, these are the things. They leave a lot of things open, like uh, the miracles of Jesus. They don't talk about any of that. They don't talk about the life of Jesus. What they do is they talk about the, the birth and the death. And this is like, hey, everything in between, we could talk about. But these it was things more about are true. Jesus is. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. Mm. So... So, yeah, like the creed, like that is like the, that's like the hard, fast, no buck passes this. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's lots of other, there's lots of other dogmas and doctrines and stuff like that, that, I mean, you could almost consider like, this is, this is, uh, we're not stepping past this. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's different than like this, than the Roman Catholics who... You know, God love you. I love you guys. I mean, for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I really almost became Catholic, so don't think this is a slight on you guys. Like, I truly almost did. But there isn't the, the, if you don't, like, you know, it's very firm, like, you know, anathema if you don't do this, anathema if you don't do that. And a lot of that came from reactions from the Protestant Revolution, Mm -hmm. as well as certain things regarding, you know, like the, the, the papacy and how the Vatican functions and stuff like that. Right. Like it's, it's, it's got more totalitarian bent to yeah. theology that, uh, I find is, isn't there with orthodoxy, even though it is really hard to change orthodoxy. Right. Like it's, it's a living tradition based on like when you get too far away from the way things have always been, you know, you're stepping out of line mm-hmm. and you can tell because you're, you can tell because you're, you're, the way you're doing everything, the way you're thinking is also changing for you. Like you realize, oh, we're not copacetic anymore. So we're kind of going to like organically come back together rather than having, you know, the Pope or the Vatican being like, boom, hammer judgment mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is uh, that, that that does allow for a lot of grace for the way that I see uh, Catholics. Like I look at them like, yeah, if you're facing that much uprising, there's literal wars being fought about it in parts of Ireland and stuff like that. Oh, oh yeah, right. Like how do you how do you deal with that? Like it's like I don't envy I don't envy Protestants or Catholics in that time. Yeah, <laughs> like, like we 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 live in a golden age in a lot of ways. Oh, there, yeah, there might we, still be some infighting in those areas, but really, it's more in the intellectual level, and there is a level of brotherhood. I mean, but there is animosity, right? Oh yeah, like like I know. But, like, but the person who, 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 like, I, to, I know, I know at least one person 
who, if they heard this or heard that I became Catholic or hear that I've become Orthodox, like there's at least one person I know would rather I was atheist. Huh. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Right? You know, and, and not just one, at least one. We there's scared, some that I'm like, I don't really know. We but... scared him off. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't listen. No, no, doesn't listen <laughs> to this. And I'm not afraid of him thinking that, yeah. at least anymore. Not anymore. It's, it's, it, that that doesn't bother me anymore. But I'm just saying, like that, there is there is a divide. There is an animosity. It's mm-hmm. is it doesn't do anybody any good to not to pretend there aren't differences. Mm-hmm. But I do realize something though. Yeah, go for it. You hold it close to the chest because somebody has already used your faith in something bigger as a weapon for content. <laughs> oh wow, that's so true. This will not be used as a weapon for content. Yes, no, I. <laughs> it is, honestly. I and I appreciate and I see where you're coming from, the trauma and everything. This this is to I never build. thought of that. You didn't. I did. <laughs> and uh, I I see why you held it close to your chest and just know that if yeah, this is to to push people to Jesus and and to understanding of of not just you, but your walk in faith. Yeah. Well, Lord have mercy on me, but I'm also a giant piece of garbage. (laughs) 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 And, you know, it's not, it's not above me and hasn't been above me to use stuff like this for a degree of image. Yeah. You know, a degree of, oh, look at me. Look at my piety. Look how weird yes, I am. Yes, but you've tried so hard not to bring it up. And I know it's me bringing <laughs> it up because I, I want to I want to lift you up and, and you need to be lifted yeah. up in this so way. So I, I just want to say, like, you actually have a very valid point and I'll have to process that. But I, I think there's something to it yeah. about <laughs> maybe one of the reasons why I'm playing this close to my chest. But another reason is me. <laughs> like, oh, another, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, you don't want to just just be like, oh, I'm going to make content off of my intellectual pursuit of spiritual yeah. knowledge, or, or or use or use like you know the the perceived piety and imagery and stuff like that as yeah. like a point of a point of clout or. And I know the thing is, I know that's not in your heart, so I'm like, no, we're good here. I'm not above it, though. <laughs> you're not above it. No, you're not. Obviously, <laughs> but at the same time, like there is a. Hey, I, I can see many aspects to this. Like, it's more than one thing. Yes. It's like, it, it's like weather, right? Weather is way more than just temperature. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like some of these things, like faith, like, you know that, that. You know what it takes it, to make a tornado? So fucking much. So much. Everyone's so like, much. hot, cold tornado. It's like, no. Yeah. Air humidity. It's like humidity, just, density, like the moisture needs, like there's so much that needs yeah. to be right in order to make this horrific thing. And then we're going to turn around and be like, yeah, just, it's just, it's just this one thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, and sometimes we like to think, like go back to the free will idea of like, I'm the master of my own destiny. I make the decision, <laughs> call the shots. Well, you make reactions to inputs. Yeah. Like that is true. You make reactions to inputs. Yep. And some, some input streams or structures are so complex and work over such a long period of time to you, such a complicated creature that reacts to all the things in subtle ways that it can move you in ways that feel apart from your consciousness or are apart from your 
consciousness. I said I'm the master of my domain, okay? I am the man. I have free. I don't want to think about all that extra stuff you just said because that's too complicated. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. I, I can appreciate that. And, and I've used it. You know I have. Yes. And it f- I don't inf- even do it in that. Intent. And it infuriates me sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, no, let's talk about the details because I am, I am of a very Western phronema. <laughs> so phronema is a Greek word for like, Mindset or filter of the world. Can't right. you say disposition? Disposition. <laughs> doesn't sound as good. It doesn't sound as good. It doesn't sound as, <laughs> it doesn't sound as pious. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I, I have to admit, like, I don't think all the way like an Orthodox person because that's not how I grew up. I'm a, like, I'm so new to all of this. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like what you call a neophyte, right? It's just, yeah. uh, it's, it's still a new world to me full of color and discovery and, things I don't know and there's going to be joys and disappointments and like it's it's yeah it's it's going to be in a way a new life but also in a way it's going to be like everything else and it's going to be a complex tapestry of stuff that yeah. that brings me through life right that's awesome but this is one that I've committed to yeah and need to submit to mm. in the best way I can given my unique position. Not many people convert to Orthodoxy who don't have an Orthodox family <laughs> to participate with. Yeah, that's weird. You, I, I know many Christians, and you're the only one I've known <laughs> to, to, to be like, I'm, I'm going to go, I don't want to say pitch for this team, but yeah. essentially pitch for this team. Right. And that would be different if there was one of those churches here, right? Like yeah. it would have a presence, people would interact, bump in with, like, you know, all of that has happened in a very abnormal way. Because why do things easy? Yeah. <laughs> why make sense? I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm in a unique position. Even my even my priest and, and my pastor is like, yeah, dude, like this is this is abnormal. Even how I was chrismated or brought into the church is abnormal. Yeah, according to your priests and all that. Yeah, huh. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, because like most people, like they live in an area, they encounter orthodoxy in some way, go to go to parish, they um, learn what it's about decide that they want to become they want to become orthodox they become catechumens and go through maybe up to a year process yeah um of learning about the church going becoming part of the family deciding whether or not it's for you yeah and then you know after like you know being like part of the part of the church part of the family like you know you're there at at liturgy like every week and, you know, after you completing your time of being a catechumen, then you're either baptized or chrismated, depending mm-hmm. if you've been baptized before and are a convert that way. But if you come to the church from like atheism or another religion, then you'd be baptized. But that happens after a time of being there. Mm-hmm. I have met these people only a handful of times mm-hmm. and only been there like to celebrate church with them only precious few times yeah um so yeah it's very abnormal to bring me into the church and me also have no means of participating with the church yeah i mean the church is bigger than just the parish yeah but it's also i'm i'm kind of in a way like 
you know, like it talks about in, in, uh, in the New Testament, like a body part cut off to itself. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, um, I mean, modern, the modern world does shrink things down, but it's not enough. It's not enough to watch the liturgy through via zoom. Yeah. You know, and, and that going there and, and being there again reminded me of how poor a substitute it is. Huh. But I'm also not, I have no conviction to move away, <laughs> like to go to church. Yeah. Just for a church. No. I would. If, if the conviction was to go participate in liturgy every day, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I would move just for a church. Yeah. If, would, the, if the conviction was there. Yes. So since the conviction is not there, I can only assume, like, I don't want to say God's calling me to start an Orthodox church here. Like, <laughs> Father Devin. Who knows if that's going to happen? <laughs> I, I, like, it would be such a Trumpian. <laughs> Our ratings would be amazing. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> like, we, we talked, we talked about false prophets and, in, in like, <laughs> casting stones, right? Like, that's right. It would, it would 100% be a false prophet move of me to say, God's calling me here to start an Orthodox church, baby. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm going to do it. Uh, no, that's not it. I, no. the, the world is a mystery and my future is a mystery and it feels very much like that. Mm-hmm. But I know that it is for some reason that, that I've been drawn this way so strongly that I would go through all the effort to become it, even being so far divorced or removed from from any like boots in the ground, face to face, blood, sweat, and tears relationship with the church. There's a reason why I've been called into it and yet am where I am. Yeah. And I don't know what that means. I don't know where it's going to land me or how it's going to look or how it's going to work for my family because my wife is not Orthodox. (laughs) That's got to be interesting. Right? Yeah. Like that, like this isn't just one of those things where I made a decision and everybody's coming with me. No. Nope. <laughs> That's you, not you, you have made a decision, but she's like, you have your faith. I still believe this. Cause she does. It's not like she doesn't have any faith at all. Oh no, not at all. Like she, she, is, she is, is a very strong, and, uh, very strong Christian woman. Yeah. Di- died in the wool. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we've had lots of conversations about, you know, I mean, we, we talked about like the fact that we've had lots of good dialogues about differences about why I'm doing this. Yeah. And that all those talks have not convinced her to do this. Not no. that I'm trying to convince her. No. Um, she's supportive and open and an active part of me doing this. And I would be lying if I didn't say that I didn't see it coming in the future. <laughs> but there's no guarantees. No. You know, there's there's actually some very significant things that are a stumbling block, <laughs> you know, oh, for, I, for my I, wife um... to, to go along with that. Yeah, well, as your best friend, I, I don't see myself turning Orthodox any day soon. And so any stumbling block that I would see in that, I'd be like, I, I don't, well, maybe it's also a necessity. I don't feel any necessity or conviction to be leaning that direction. Yeah. Nor like, am I trying to, to convince you to do anything. No. And that, that's the thing. You're not like, oh, you know, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. This necklace is pretty cool. <laughs> Actually, this, this is not Orthodox at all. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, that's the Catholic. Yeah, this is a rosary. This that's is a straight Catholic. Uh, but th- there's nothing again. This is part of my smorgasbord <laughs> personality. <laughs> but it, there is a, a <clears throat> very again intentional with your faith, and I appreciate it. I really do, because I I don't think that it needs to be defended while simultaneously these people don't know you the way that I know you. They don't see the shit you've been through the way that I've seen the shit you've been through. So. Yeah. I mean, and I know those conversations are going to come. I have an, I have, I can imagine certain people Just who are, the podcast. who are asking you about this, right? Like maybe, maybe some of them I, I might even picturing in my mind, like of, <laughs> Very of, possible. Of, of who it is. Right. Yeah. And I know these conversations are going to come, Yeah, you know, because like this isn't something that I'm actively trying to hide, but this has been a direction I've played close to the chest. But now yeah. that this is something I'm done. Like, I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm Orthodox. No. Like, that's... But you're also not going to go on the street corner and tell everybody, it's like, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> it's like, I, I, like, you know, I don't care. Like, I, th- I think you're going to be in heaven just as much as, as I am, hopefully. <laughs> like, hopefully. Hopefully. It's you didn't mystery. get married on a Wednesday, did you? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, just because, just because you are part of the Orthodox Church with me doesn't mean I think, like, oh... like you're not really saved (laughs) like Uh, all i can say is i know for here i find god yeah i can't say where god isn't like well who who am am i to do that it's the same thing with the baptism they they recognize the baptism where you had it yeah same thing with when it comes to where god is this is where you're you're feeling god this is where you're feeling a calling a conviction to be a desire, a longing. God's going to use you where he's going to use you. He used a donkey. He's going to use you. He used a donkey. He's going to use me. Like, Or yeah. you, you heterodox <laughs> son of a bitch. Heterodox. <laughs> That's actually a real word. I know. <laughs> You're probably using it correctly, too. And it just sounds so pretentious. <laughs> so pretentious. <laughs> hey, if you ever sprinkle other language terms into speech, yeah, you sound pretentious. Yeah. And <laughs> I just have to accept the fact that as I... Say orthodox terms, being rooted in, in you know, in Greek and Russian and you know all those things. I'm gonna sound pretentious. I, yeah. I just I if to, if I you're to going to have a, vocab- a vocabulary, you're gonna sound yes, hundred percent. Everyone's gonna look at you like they did in the movie um, Idiocracy. It's like, why are you talking like a faggot? <laughs> That's what they're exactly. gonna be thinking. They're not gonna say it because nobody says faggot. It's, yes, they're he, far too polite. He argued for himself with. With brilliance and eloquence, unfortunately, all the people there just <laughs> thought he was gay. <laughs> oh, that movie's so great. It is so great. That's why I bought a hard copy, because I'm worried it's going to yeah. disappear. <laughs> that yeah, exactly. Said, pendulum swinging the other way. I'm not, not as worried. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, do you have any more questions for me about, like, what brought me here? What the, like, or just anything else that's, that's nagging at you or... Uh, Anything you want to know about the ceremony itself or anything like that? Is there a secret handshake? I can't tell you that. If, <laughs> if there was, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> if That's a no. Uh, <laughs> he didn't wink. Otherwise, he'd... <laughs> no, I mean, there's like, there's no secret rite or secret passage, right? It's not like yeah. you're joining the Masons and like, all right, we're bringing the members in and we're putting a hood over you and then what happens after happens. <laughs> He's going to sear you with a hot, iron, no, hot I mean, like, iron on the ass. And... Like my wife and kid were there to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Our brother Nigel 
buddy from the podcast, right? Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, member of our old club. Like, <laughs> he was good old Nigel. He came, you yeah. know, and was there for the whole process, right? Like, it's all out in the open. It's There's nothing secret about it. Yeah. It's just the fact that this is something you're doing to be a part of, of, of this church, this tradition. This church, this tradition, so you're becoming part of it. Uh, there's no card you get when it comes to wanting to take communion, because to take communion in the Orthodox churches as far as, and, and, and call yourself uh, Eastern Orthodox, there's no card you get like, oh, I want to take communion at this church across the country here. Here's my card. <clears throat> it's just a, a conviction of faith and understanding of, no, I'm telling you I'm this because I'm this. And if I don't, or if, if you don't believe me, that's on mm-hmm. you. So like for me, like I would, if I knew I was going to be across the country and going to attend divine liturgy and want to commune, yeah, I would probably do the respectful thing and call ahead. Okay. Just to be like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm a new Orthodox Christian, like, and uh, I'm going to be visiting your parish, you know, to, to attend liturgy when I'm in the area. And uh, I would, you know, if, if you're comfortable with it, I would like to commune with you guys. Because, like, one of the things that's like... So it's, it sounds like it's very much like the MC culture. If you're in the neighborhood, you call, you make, you make the calls. Yeah, make, make, make a call, right? Because, I mean, not that they necessarily would, like, like uh, say no or anything like that, right? Like they make very clear, like anybody here who's an Orthodox Christian and is prepared to take communion is welcome to come up. And I, I take seriously the phrase is prepared to take communion, Hmm. right? So part of that means doing confession before the the liturgy. Yeah. Um, So if I, if I'm respecting the priest and his role as priest, like communion is no joke. Um, the the Lord's Supper, supper, the the Eucharist is no joke. It's like Paul says, you know, when you take it, when when you take the Lord's Supper wrongly, right? Right? Like there's this there's issues. Like no wonder many of you are sick, right? Like he's he's like saying like this is a serious thing. Like mm-hmm. this is a spiritual reality. And when you are in the right heart, you're drinking to life. If you are doing this with evil intention or, or in sin, you're drinking to your death, right? Like it's yeah. like, that's the, that's the, the cosmic stakes. So it, I want to, I want to honor the priest and, and say like, Hey, are you comfortable commuting me? You don't know me. You don't know yeah. if what kind of heart shape I'm in. Like, do you like want me to come take confession or like, are, are you just comfortable commuting me? Like, I don't want to put them in a position where they're wondering if they're giving somebody, you know, the, uh, the Lord's the, supper yeah, the, to their, the, the bo- to their the detriment. Body of Christ, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to do that, you know? Yeah. There was. I think just asking that question to a priest is a, a uh, it's a heart check, right? Other than being a psychopath or a, what's, what's the other one? Sociopath. A sociopath that just like, oh, you might, you might not know me. They just know all the right words to say, but they know what they can yeah. say to get them. But even if you said, no, I'm not comfortable communing you, you'll be like, okay, cool, man. I, I'm still going to go to, I still want to go to liturgy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's uh. But like, and maybe this is like one of those details where it's like, you only, you only, 
have convictions because of a lot of complicated reasons. Yeah. And then one reason that's just jumping to my head right now as we're talking about honor and Eucharist and, and what, how are you doing this? Like, regardless of what their aspect is, is, you know, our, a prominent Christian leader in our circles put on, on all over YouTube, his, his trip to a Catholic cathedral and he is not Catholic. Right. And and that is one of those things that like, it's just like kind of orthodoxy, right? Like Catholic in good standing, like who's prepared to take, you know, prepared to come take the, the cookie and wine. It, it, they're supposed to do it, right? If you're not Catholic, don't do it. And he boldly on YouTube went up and did it. Just like flaunting the fact that, that he's there doing this in like being like, oh, this is so pious and holy. And like, you know, like all that. Amen. At the same time, all of us who know him are like, dude, you're not Catholic. You, you really like whether or not that's your conviction, like that's a supreme sign of disrespect to that faith, to that church, to that priest, right? Second, you do anything on YouTube. Sorry, that's a giant flag to me. Yeah, but the fact that you're, the fact that you're disrespecting their tradition that hard, yeah, like that just, that came across to me so freaking dirty, you know, and maybe you can say like, oh, what does it, what does it matter? What, what does it matter? You know, he, it meant something to him and the priest didn't ask, don't ask, don't tell, right? I mean, like, well, if you don't know any better, okay. But when you really do know better and you're doing something just to look good. <laughs> yeah. Because this is your version of smorgasbordness and you're not actually being accountable or honoring the, you're not honoring the spirit of it, you're, you're being a dick, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and, and to me, that really is a sign, like an example of eating something to your destruction. And I just like, when I saw that right away, I was like, I don't ever want to be that guy. Yeah. And even though I know I'm not that guy. Yeah. There's still, there's still it's an example, it's an example, it's a good example of apophatic, uh, behavior of seeing something that you don't want to be yeah. and just not being that. Yeah. Right. And so that's the way I want to live is, is, is an example of, okay, don't do it like that. Do it, do it the way that like one matches your conviction of what is really happening. Yeah. And two is honoring of everybody as much as you can honor them. Yeah, because then he's that that person is not honoring that priest. You might you might not agree with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may still not, honor you might him. not agree at all. You might say, "Why can't I?" Yeah, and maybe you have a point, but you're still disrespecting. Yeah, because yeah, and it's, it's, it's be an honorable person. Do right by them, even though you might know them, might not know them, and you're not going to dis like yeah. You're disregarding their faith. You're disregarding their understanding, their conviction, their conviction, and their their earnest desire to do what is good and what is right, just to make yeah. yourself that that's dirty. I don't. I gotta ask after because I don't exactly know. I might know the person, but I don't know the event that you're talking about. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I think that's the best I have for questions. Honestly, um, 
Like I said, you're taking your faith very seriously, and I will do my best to uh, hold you to account when you can't be close to those brothers, even though I may not believe that they do the way they do. I just want to do it out of love and consideration because... Yeah. Oh, one of the things that I'm going to have to get used to is uh, uh, fasting via calendar. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be... Like, you asked me before before I went down, like, what do they think about Sabbath? Yes, I was curious. I mean, and we were thinking that because, like... you need uh, an excuse to take a day off? <laughs> well, I mean, one of the people that you listen to often is Shapiro. Yeah. Um, Orthodox Jew, yeah. right? Like, and they take Sabbath extremely seriously. Like, yes. very, very letter of the law. And I mean, I, I don't, I'm not saying legalistic, but letter of the legalistic. law. Legalistic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't think a better word is, is there <laughs> than that. Yeah. But they're, they're taking, they're taking their faith seriously. They're taking what they committed to seriously. Yeah. And whether you agree with it or not, you can respect their commitment to doing that thing. Yeah. And if they're not doing it while claiming to be the thing, well, then you're a hypocrite. Yeah. So, pardon me. So, like, they don't do Sabbath. Like, the Orthodox Christians don't do Sabbath. Like, what the... A day of rest or limited whatever <laughs> they do. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, it is a day of rest. It is still, like, Sunday church. Like, what, mm-hmm. very similar to what you would do for Sunday but it's it's not like one of those things where you know you can't have lights on or you can't drive somewhere like don't do anything that might that might be analogous to working an ox or you yeah. know things like that right yeah. it's like sunday is the day that we get together and we do we do the liturgy we take the lord's supper but it's like that's the event that's what it's all about and the rest of the day is just a very joyous day of like like you're chilling on any Sunday with your family. Yeah, kind of like what you already. Yeah, you, like you we already, went. You do that with your family yeah, we, already. We went. We did a barbecue at the priest's house that that night on Sunday, right? Like yeah, it was a great time. Somebody had to cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody had to cook. Like, yeah. like that's what they did. Yeah. But uh, the time I was down there was a time of fasting. So the fast that they were on was for, like, there's a, an ebb and flow, mm-hmm. of fasting and feasting. Of, of time restricting your diet and disciplining your body where you, where you think about, about, about sin or about forgiveness or about, uh, a time in the Bible where there was suffering and you mark it, you mark it with a feast or sorry, with a fast. And then when you celebrate, when you celebrate the, the triumph that comes after, yeah, after the time of, of like, we'll say repentance is the best word then you mark it with a feast. And then there's times where you're just kind of living normally. And so the time I was down there was a time leading up to, leading up to a breaking of fast, um, for the Holy Apostles. It was a, it's a, a day celebrating the 12 apostles. Yeah. Um, so. One for each day. Yeah. When we were down there, we were eating a Piscatarian. With, uh, you gotta use another word. So it's, uh. Vegan. It's it's basically vegan plus fish, ah. right? And so, um, that like fish would be your protein, but other than that, you're trying your best to eat vegan. I and eat even, so much fish. <laughs> I don't even like yeah. fish, <laughs> you know. And I mean, the food they made was delicious. I was like, man, this is fasting. Like, this is not going to be hardship, but it is. I found it was difficult to be conscious, like you know, when you're traveling, not to eat fast burgers, <laughs> yeah. you know, or when you're going out for dinner being like, what's on this menu that actually fits 
the the fast that I'm doing. Yeah. You know, um, and like, I, I kind of asked, I mean, like, listen guys, like I'm really new to this. I don't know all the feasts and fasts. I don't like, you know, like yeah. I came down here and I'm like, the only thing I have to eat for a bit here is jerky, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Right. And they're like, dude, you're like brand new. Plus we don't, we don't succeed all the time. It's like, the idea is the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. Yeah. Like, like try your best. Like, and every time you do a fast, if you do a little better than last time, count on a victory. Yeah. But use it like, but, but think correctly. <laughs> like yeah. when you're going about your day-to-day life, I realized when you're stopping to think about, is this, is this fasting food? I'm realizing that I'm actually stopping to think and enter into the church life. Yeah. And in one way, it was discipline. And another way, it made me look forward to the feast. It made me look forward to breaking fast and celebrating. Yeah. And, you know, there's parts of the world where, there's parts of the world where feasting is hard. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Right? Like, there's parts like, of the world where fasting is day-to-day life. Yeah. Like, uh, and feasting is a hardship. Because you have and to, like, I, oh, and, we're not used to feasting. Yeah. And I just, it, it was kind of a head trip where I'm like, holy shit, am I, am I ever selfish? Where I'm like, really? I have to eat fish for a week? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's uh. realizing that fasting is so hard for me just highlights how blessed I am. Yeah. And like, okay, okay, I can do this. Like it was humbling to just kind of have that, that thought process and realizing that like, okay, maybe like fasting has a lot to do with that resetting of mindset and changing pathways and being, like you said, conscientious about what you're doing with your faith and your life and, and how it works out in your day to day. Yeah. That's interesting. So you got to get used to fasting. (laughs) So yeah, I got to get used to fasting and then, you know, I'm a big boy. (laughs) I've got a very healthy layer of tactical survival jelly over that's my muscles. Right. <laughs> so that's ah. going to be, that's going to be a change. And I'm realizing that it's going to be a change that I'm responsible for. I can't abdicate to my wife because that's unfair of her. It's unfair for me to make her fast for my benefit and cook for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like if I'm going to go through a section where I'm a pescatarian or go through like great Lent where I'm eating like vegan, like the Daniel fast. Yeah. Which is hell. I'm sorry. The, that is one of the, I've tried to do the whole Daniel fast thing. It is so hard because you're still eating, which makes you more hungry. Cause you're like, Oh, I, I could, I could just keep eating it, but you're always hungry. Yeah. I've done actual fast and I've done Daniel fast. I would rather eat nothing at nothing. all <laughs> than do a Daniel fast. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Yeah. So I'm embracing like myself for next Lent. Like, you know, <laughs> like as a, as a smorgasbord evangel- evangelical, I was always excited when Lent come up because it was a time to be like, all right, what am I going to fast this year? Like, I'm just decide. Facebook. Like, I'm going to do Facebook. Or, I mean, like, and if you, you know what? I, okay, I recant that attitude. <laughs> if you're fasting Facebook for Lent, power to you. Good job. Yeah. No disrespect. In fact, hundred percent props for that. Yeah. It's hard. It Facebook is. is addicting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's created to be. Yeah. It is created to be right. But I wouldn't put it on the same level of 
some things. And yeah, but I mean, but you're not committed. You're not committed to to yeah. this thing that I've committed to. No, right? that's so true. Don't, yeah, don't feel judged by by the fact that you're not doing that. Yeah, but like I always used to look forward to to Lunt because it was an opportunity to do some kind of intellectual fast, <laughs> which I found to be easy. <laughs> you yeah, know, intellectual to... fasting can be easy. <laughs> easy, or it was like a. It was just one of those things where it, there wasn't a lot of skin in the game. And I'm yeah. like, ah, come on, like Lent is going to come. And then well, Facebook can be easy be for you. vegan. Yeah. Where Facebook can be easy if, if you, if you don't have a draw off there, cause you just delete it off your phone. It's mm-hmm. not there. It's still there, but you're not on it. It's fine. It's yeah. like, that's my access point. I don't need it. Done. Yeah. Or you could say like, oh, I'm going to, for Lent, I'm going to do like, I'm going to fast elevators. I'm just going to do stairs wherever I go. In a town like Fort St. John, easy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Perfect. There's no buildings here above 10 floors. Yeah. And and even the one that is, you don't go there. Yeah. You, you just don't go there. It's like, why, don't, why, if I'm going there, I'm doing something I shouldn't be. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I know this is going to be hard and maybe it'll get easier over time and maybe it won't, but like, I know that's actually going to be a hard thing to do. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a little intimidated the next time around Lent, Lent comes. I'm I think I'm far less excited than I am intimidated. <laughs> I'm excited for you because I know not, not just the health, but the, the emotional, spiritual benefits of, of being that withdrawn and challenged physically. Because when your physical body suffers, not your mind, your mind, the mind is getting to the point of this is not an option. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Once you've gotten yourself to that point, getting your emotional and spiritual body aligned in the way of this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, but and, it's okay. and there's even there's even like this this secular non-religious pull towards that now. Like think about like Rogan and his buddies doing Sober October. Yeah, where they just stop all the heart, like all the alcohol and drugs and all that stuff that they <laughs> they yeah. do all the time. And not only that, but Add in like working out, hot working yoga, out or, or hot yoga or like learning, like trying to work towards running a marathon or something like that. Right. Like they, it's, it, you can understand the, not the, the spiritual dogmatic, well, we do this because it's holy and it would make, you know, like there's a, there's a certain lived embodied incarnate wisdom <laughs> that comes from this element of fast that other people are catching on, you know, oh, yeah. to, without even the, the religious or spiritual aspect. Oh, the seculars love the fast. They do. Yeah, they do. And for good reason, right? Yeah. There's, a, there's actually a lot of wisdom in, in some of these traditions when you get past the superstitious. Yeah. And. Yeah. The physiological effects of an actual fast is, it's, it's mind blowing. Because it, it, it conditions you yeah. mentally, not just physically. Yeah, and the mental, emotional, like it's, you're doing something really good for your whole being when you're yeah. doing it. And yeah, it's just, it's amazing to think that these traditions that we write off as superstitious or legalistic or stuff like that, like, I think they become that way when you stop thinking about it. I think that's what happened. But when you get into the right phronema, you're like, oh, wow, there's there's real wisdom here. Like the, the Holy Spirit guided, <laughs> has guided the church into something really good. And yeah, it's like there's, there's, there's a 
benefit to the fact that I don't get to just decide when I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> There's a benefit to the fact that, okay, this is coming. And whether you like it or not, you need to participate somehow. Yeah. N- you know, it's like, that's a, that's a, that's a good thing regardless of if you're religious or not. Yeah. It really is. So, there's something about that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, we, I've rambled on about a whole bunch of things. But oh, dude. Just, just as just part of, a part of getting out to this, you know, kind of inner, this inner so. journey that's been going on. Again, you've been holding it to your chest for a long time while simultaneously not pouring it back out. Yeah. And like you said, people are starting to wonder what's up with Devin. So here's, yeah. here is, get to point here, to here is a super inarticulate kind of blah, get it out there yeah. idea of, of what's going on in my life. And in no way am I properly giving an account to what orthodoxy is. No. I'm kind of just talking about my entrance into it and, and what has drawn me. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to try and maybe do some stuff through AC not to promote orthodoxy. That's not my intention no. or idea, but I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind maybe bringing some people on who are educated to be like, Hey, this is what it is so that people can understand in a more, maybe people who, who know me can, can see like, Oh, okay. That's the thing he's in and judge it for what it is. Yeah. So, so yeah. Getting somebody just who... got to kind of give a, a, um, a thing that's not filtered through my experience and somebody to tell you what the actual thing is yeah. would be, would be helpful to put out on that platform. That platform. I think it fits it a lot better than this one. Cause this one's great for shooting the shit and having fun. And yeah. This one's great for doing stuff like this or doing the one yeah. we did with Will last week. Oh my gosh. I wanted so badly to be on that <laughs> podcast. I was so jealous when I found out Will was going to be on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we got to have him back on right away because I just love having Will on. He's just so fun to hang out with because we disagree. I can't believe how much we disagree and get along. And that's how I know (laughs) that the textural, uh, the text format that we have when it comes to Twitter and Facebook and all that is hot garbage because I have somebody that I earnestly disagree with five feet away and we just get along so and well. And you're having such a good time. It's such a great right? time. Just like, disagreeing. He's yep. wrong when it comes to capitalism, socialism. I don't care. <laughs> he, but all it does is highlight the fact that living through text isn't real. <laughs> because nope. when you're face to face, breathing the same air yep. with somebody, you get to see who they are and what their heart is and be like, I disagree with you, but you're pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, that's why I love doing this. Yeah. And that's why I don't get bored of this. This is just... The funnest thing I get to do. It's pretty, it's pretty rad. It is. And we, we do cool stuff. <laughs> we do really cool stuff already. And this is up there with the funnest thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We've dragged on a lot longer than I thought we would. So, oh shit. Uh, yeah. I just want to kind of call. Oh, that's not actually that bad. Hmm. All right. Cool. Either way. Uh, God bless guys. Uh, you got any questions for Devin? Hit us up on the Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook. Um, uh, and we will maybe get back to you. I don't know. It depends how good your questions are. Depends what we feel like. If, if we feel like it. There's no commitment. We, get, we owe you nothing. Pay us. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all. Have a good day. All right. Bye.